0: Hello, this is Dr. Brian McDonough, and welcome to another edition of the best of the Dr. Brian McDonough Show. Today, my guest is Jim Gardner. Let me tell you a little bit about Jim Gardner. I first met him in 1977. I was a sophomore in college, and I had an opportunity to interview him. He was a young anchor at the ABC affiliate in Philadelphia. I was a sophomore, given the assignment by my school newspaper to interview Mr. Gardner. I met him. He was gracious. I still have the cassette tape from the recording. It was fascinating. He talked about that there would be something new called cable, which could change the world, so to speak, in broadcasting. Flash forward. I finish college. I go to med school. I do residency, uh, finish residency, fellowship, and while I'm training to be a doctor, I get involved in broadcasting, and I'm lucky enough in 1988 to begin working on a competing television station, the Fox Affiliate in Philadelphia. At that time, it was an independent station. I spent 20 years at that station, by all accounts, an incredibly long broadcasting career. Two decades is an eternity in television. I also had started on a radio station, KYW News Radio, at that time. I'm still there. It's been 35 years. Jim Gardner, who I interviewed when I was a sophomore in college all those years ago, is finally retiring from his role as an anchor at the ABC affiliate. That is unheard of and unprecedented in television that an anchor for 45 years in a major market city like Philadelphia could be number one and maintain the number one position. So when I reached out to him and asked him could I speak to him in his final months before he left his role as anchor, he was gracious enough once again to grant me an interview. Here is the conclusion of that interview. If you're someone involved in broadcasting, journalism, or just want to know why someone is a professional and great at what they do. Listen to this.
1: So you know, I've been doing this at Channel Six for uh, about forty-five years, and and interestingly to me, the most uh, the story where I have felt like I was needed most and could and could provide the most important service. Over that period of time, has been the last two years, uh, and you know, with the pandemic, mm-hmm. um, uh, I, every day that we go on the air, I have felt, you know, since February, March of twenty twenty, that we were um, uh, giving people just essential information, and certainly for the first half of this of this time frame and we forget people were scared people were worried people were worried about their own well-being people were worried about uh their their families and plenty of people lost members of their families uh so if you hadn't lost a member of your family you were worried about losing a member of your family and there was the sense of isolation and what about the kids and their education? It's been unlike any story that I've certainly experienced before. Um, And then of course it became politicized. Then the politics, you know, became so much a part of this story. I have never, I mean, people say, well, what about 9-11? Obviously 9-11 was, uh, you know, a, a transformational event for this country, uh, for the way we see our country, the way we see other parts of the world, but it was very different. This story every day for two years has had, a, you know, an immediate, substantive, emotional, psychological, economic impact on all of our lives. And, um, at no time have I ever felt that you know my job was more important and where I could provide a more important service than than we have. And when I say I, I mean we, mm-hmm. uh, that we have over the past.
0: Uh, One of the things you said, and it's a good way to wrap it up. Again, I want to be respectful of your time, but it's really important. One of the things you said I read or I heard you say, I think I heard you say it, you said that you only hope. That when you retire at the end of the year, you retire after COVID has been essentially controlled. And I thought that. I said, I, so I, wow. said I
1: hope COVID. I said I hope COVID retires before I do.
0: Yeah, and I thought uh-huh. that is that's the essence of, of Jim Gardner. You you basically you understood all those things. You knew. I mean, and you're right. I mean, I was you know basically changing in the garage, sleeping in the basement. Don't want to kill my family. And for you, I think what you have done, and and largely, it's very important, is. You've kept a balance, like where some of these cable stations, like you say, they're one way or the other, they're dramatic, they're going for ratings. You were just trying to provide information that would keep people balanced at a very difficult time in their lives. And I think you're right. I think this is a, this is a point where it probably is the most important thing you've done, because it's, it's ha- every night it matters what you say, because I know a lot of people listen to you, trust you, and know you're going to be objective.
1: Well, you're kind to say that, uh, that's, that's certainly been, uh, uh, a goal. Uh, yeah, objectivity is a, is a funny thing, Brian. It's, uh, we do bring to our work, um, the sum of our, of not only of our experiences, but, but well, of our life experiences. I remember, do you remember the name Fred Friendly?
0: Yes, I do. Yes.
1: Fred Friendly was, uh. Uh, the president of CBS News and was Edward R. Murrow's producer during uh, the very formative stages of, of television news. And uh, uh, he taught a class at uh, the journalism school where I went to college. And, and there was one, it was a class that undergraduates could take. And so I must say, it was a bit of a gut. So a lot of us did take it. <laughs> <laughs> it was one of those easy A's, you know what I mean? But um, but, but he said something that I thought was, was, it really made an impact on me then, and it's made an impact on me since. Uh, he said, objectivity is uh, a worthy goal, but explain to me, and I'm paraphrasing, but this, is, this was what he, what he tried to communicate. Explain to me how uh, a reporter who is, um, let's say, white, let's say uh, came from a privileged background um, went to a fancy schmancy college um, and uh, uh, and and he goes to a, the scene of a story um, and uh, uh, an African American who uh, um, uh, has not had a privileged background who has uh, you know dealt with um, uh the stink of racism uh, for uh, throughout various times in his life, if not for his entire life, um, worked his way through college uh, and 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 just had to show an enormous amount of resilience and courage to get through college. Th- these two individuals have had two, dramatically different life experiences. Now they have arrived on the scene of the same story. They're viewing the story. They're writing about this story. And are you going to tell me that their perspective and their interpretation of what they have just seen is going to be exactly the same? Unlikely. Mm -hmm. Or you can certainly understand how it might not be. Sure. So, I guess the point that Friendly was trying to make was that objectivity is, uh, you know, might not be achievable under many circumstances. What can be achieved, according to him, was being fair. Everybody has a responsibility and an obligation to be fair when they are uh, being a journalist. Uh, so, So objectivity, maybe not. Fairness, um, intellectual integrity, journalistic integrity, these are obligations. And I you know that that made an impact on me uh, when I was twenty years old. I didn't know I was going to go into journalism at the time. Um, but lo and behold, I did. and 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 I tried to keep that with me, um, you know, as my guidepost for all these years and and hopefully I've, I've managed to, you know, be successful with that.
0: Well, I can't say I've seen every broadcast, but I've seen enough of them, Jim, and uh, just to complete the, our conversation, I always have viewed you as fair and I think oh. people have.
1: Well, uh, coming from you, that means a great deal, Brian. I appreciate that.
0: Thank you so much for taking time, a lot of time joining us on the program. I think uh, a lot of people will get a lot out of it and uh, continued success and Hopefully, when you're done broadcasting, continued enjoyment and do all the things you want to do that probably a lot of those evenings you didn't get a chance to do. So, have some fun and enjoy.
1: I'll come be your producer, okay? We can. uh... (laughs) (laughs)
0: We'll have a lot of fun. I don't know. We'll have fun. Uh, Thanks again for taking the time. Thank you, Brian. The Dr.
1: Brian McDonough Show.